welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Chamberlain. How you doing, Matt? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm doing great. Man, Kawhi is just going to be the reigning MVP of this podcast. Like, he's just <laughs> going to be undefeated goat. Um, well, welcome back to episode 53. That's also insane. We're Matt, we have started the NBA season. It's finally yeah, back. It, it is here. It's been too long. The from the time that Clay injured his ACL and Game Six ended an Oracle to now has felt like an eternity. Been a long time. It feels like I've aged five years. <laughs> a little bit, but uh, I feel rejuvenated. I do. I'm really excited. I've watched a lot of basketball this week, and it's been a lot of fun. A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. Um, before we dive into this week's episode of the Couch GM Podcast, remember to follow us on Twitter uh, and follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, if you haven't yet, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, and leave us a rating and review, and we'd greatly appreciate that. If you missed episode 52, I know we just said we're an NBA podcast. We've emphasized that a couple times already, but we did a football update because we'd made some football predictions, and it was really fun to see how bad my prediction predictions were michigan <laughs> michigan okay michigan's turn it around <laughs> i'm gonna die on that hill don't die on that hill <laughs> maybe notre dame just sucks there we go <laughs> that that's it that's it um well we're gonna talk about basketball the rest of the podcast because that's what we're all about here our topic number one is of course it has to be overreactions. Yeah. Our biggest topic. We're gonna get, run through all thirty teams and give us our, our biggest overreactions, um, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, a I lot. Mean, we waited till where everyone had played a game. Now, like we've seen preseason games, we've seen a, a at least a game, but a, maybe even two or three. Um, seeing like the Thunder smack the Warriors today, give them the business. It's like, felt good. <laughs> it's been like five years of relief. It yeah. doesn't make up for Game 6 in 2016, but man, yeah. does it feel good. Yeah. Um, so it's just like we wanted to give everyone a chance to, to show something. And um, there have been some extensions, uh, giving out to like Buddy Heald, Sabonis, Jalen Brown, um, and, and a few others. So like teams had some opportunities to make some moves already. And, uh, and so yeah, here's just some takes. We got one for everybody. Um, we won't talk in depth about all of them, though, because we don't need to be here for three hours. Um, <laughs> but, but here's a good hour um, of them. These are in no particular order. Uh, so here we go. Philly. Al Horford is better and more important than Tobias Harris. Ooh, man, I, I, I said to you uh, right before we started hit. hit I hit record that this is just a fact. It's not a very reaction. It's just a fact. And and part of this is goes back into the fact of the offseason. You're signing out and you're like, what are you doing? This yeah. is like, you're playing two centers now. And yeah, both Al and Joel have a little stretch capability, but like, what are we doing here? But like, Philly looks like they need Al Horford. Yeah, Joel Embiid's already out. <laughs> like, he's so, already missing games. And he's just, he's such a good basketball player. Yeah. And you you see the effects that him not being in Boston is having on that team. Like, this dude's just really, really good. And is he overpaid? Probably. Is Tobias overpaid? Definitely. <laughs> so, that still means Al Horford is more worth it to this team. Like, Tobias Harris, I know he, he had one good game the other day, but like, he could just go dead silent for like 20 minutes and Philly wouldn't notice. If Al Horford had like a 20-minute span in, in a game where like 
he like wasn't doing much or or wasn't on the floor like you would be able to tell right i think that's kind of what separates it for me is tobias is just like icing on the cake for philly al horford's like a main ingredient yeah yeah and that's the thing i i think we kind of underestimated how much Embiid could rest off of this i know we've talked about it a little bit but al horford being able to fill in those minutes for him yeah uh, it changes the that's way it, it changes the way philly plays um tobias harris you kind of nailed it on the head i don't he's like one of those guys is like man he's really great to have on your roster but then like when he it's like you forget he's on the floor for like 15 yeah. minutes of the game. I'm Ben Simmons dominating the ball. Joel is getting his touches. Al is just an active participant in the game. And then like Tobias hits a corner three off a kick out. And you're yeah. like, oh. Hey there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's just be honest. Like, Matisse Thibel has got like so much more recognition and, and love off of uh, the Twitter than tobias has this year okay we need to put up we need to pump the brakes on this matisse thibel thing <laughs> like i'm gonna be on the uh, break breaks of matisse thibel like i get the hype but like, that dude is gonna take the andre robertson path and that dude is not gonna be able to shoot yeah, poss- possibly um and like i know like the philly boston game to open the year fun game um and there were times like he looked really good out there mm-hmm. but then like he had like two good defensive possessions like in a row and the crowd was kind of getting into it and then he got put on Kimba after a substitution <laughs> and Kimba like on like two straight possessions forced a foul on him and it's like yeah get out of the game kid. <laughs> um so like th- th- there's definitely gonna be a learning curve still there yeah. um I see why people really like him but yeah we do need to temper those expectations a bit but that also gets to the point of like you Philly feels fine throwing Matisse Stiebel out there on the wing, which is where Tobias Harris is playing this year since right. you're playing Al and Joel quite a bit together. So, I don't know. That just kind of gets to the bigger point of, like, Tobias, like, we, we said at the time they paid him a lot of money, probably too much money, and it's already looking like, yeah, you didn't need to do quite that much, um, as we as we noted. The second team, again, random order, Denver. I said this is going to be the best regular season team in the league. Number one record in the league. Yeah, I mean, like uh, they're they're deep. Jokic is one of the best players in the league. I don't know where he falls on that category for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely like top fifteen. And like they're just gonna be sound. There's continuity there. They didn't really have a ton of roster turnover. They added Jeremy Grant in a trade with the Thunder, yeah. and it just feels like this team's gonna keep rolling from last year. Not a lot's gonna slip up here, and. They have a ton more wins to pick up from the Thunder and um, in their own division, which really doesn't matter in the, yeah. the league, this league. But it feels like Denver is just going to keep rolling from last year. Yeah, at, at least early on, the Jazz don't look quite as good as I think a lot of people guessed they would be, which we noted. We, yeah. we said, like, don't expect the Jazz to be like a 60-win team this year. But, but Denver looks like a team that can go win 60 games in the regular season. Don't know what that means for the playoffs, but in the regular season... They look like they could win 60 games this year. And I think that's really impressive and a, and a credit to them. And a credit to Jokic already has a dri- triple-double this year. Um, they had a tight game with Phoenix, but Phoenix looks better. Yeah. Um, so it's like they just, they just have a lot of good parts. They know who they are. They n- know each other. They played together last year. So, yeah, there's just something to that. It's like the Portland effect on steroids. Right. So, you know, like I, I like what they have. And so that's why I'm thinking like, 58, 60, 62 wins is like easily in the cards for this team. As long, assuming good health. Again. Right. Yeah. It feels like the best team in the West for sure. Yeah. Uh, Portland. 
Hassan Whiteside isn't bad. Ooh. <laughs> And this is very anti NBA Twitter. This, this, oh yeah, because Hassan Whiteside like sucks according to everybody. <laughs> um, and and don't get me wrong, like Hassan Whiteside definitely has his faults, like a hundred percent. But like he is on a team that defensively, like they adjust to with their big men that play the same style as him. Like Yusuf Nurkic defensively is probably a little worse than Whiteside um, when Whiteside is really engaged and trying. Now when Whiteside's doing his own thing, I'd pr- rather have Nurkic on defense. But like for the most part, Whiteside is just a pure defender. I prefer him. They like to have uh, the, their opponents like or their their guards fight over the top of screens, force a mid range jumper, and then the big man can test. Son Whiteside's really good at that because he's got like twelve foot arms. So like I like what he does for them. I think offensively he hasn't been bad. I just wonder when the point comes of he's like give me the ball more. Yeah, but if it's teams winning and playing with Dame is going to be different than any guy he's really played with. Like I know he played with Wade, but not prime Wade. Like, yeah. That's different. It's way different. And so, I, yeah. And I think that, uh, like the, what Portland was able to do with Ennis Cantor last year is kind of an indictment of what they can do with Hassan Whiteside. Like Ennis Cantor is not a world beater when it comes to defense not at all <laughs> one of the worst pick and roll center big man in the league and they made him look very competent and i think it's because of the way they play those pick and rolls they don't really ask their centers to play up on those pick and rolls you're they have to switch yeah. yeah you're just having to sag back and let them come to you and that's what hassan whiteside's elite at is his ability yeah. to block shots at the rim so that's why like i i think this is gonna work maybe it only works for 50 games but i think this is gonna work um in portland sacramento the darlings of nba twitter though this was my like team last year yeah um fire luke walton (laughs) just straight up again i don't know if this is an overreaction i think this is just a fact (laughs) like i mean they're like three games in and they look like the kings again (laughs) like yeah and that is a huge disrespect on who they were last year because Last year, they were the fun team. De'Aaron Fox was just running like crazy. Bagley, what like really came on. Buddy Heald took off. Like this was fun. This is not fun at all. Like you got blown out by the Suns in, in the opener. Which again, the Suns look a little better, but you should not be losing by nearly thirty points to the Suns. Right. You lost by double digits to Portland, which we kind of expect but again like their projection was they should look more competent in that game they really didn't look as close as the score seemed and they just got ran out of the state of utah the other (laughs) night and utah has not looked good so far this year yeah and that's like a concerning thing with the kings it looks like they've taken some serious steps back under walton and like, you look back at it, and it feels like Dave Yeager should have been coach of the year candidate with oh the way gosh. that the uh, the Kings have started. Granted, Bagley is out. He has a, what, broken thumb. thumb. Yeah. He's out for four to six weeks. So this team isn't exactly full strength yet. Um, but I don't think Marvin Bagley is making that big of a difference. I like Marvin Bagley, but it's not like... I don't think he would have helped you win the Portland game. No. He played that basically entire Phoenix game. Right. And then that Jazz game, they were still going to lose by 30. <laughs> like, they just were. Maybe it's 25. Yeah. But still, that's the fact. Like, you've lost by 29 to Phoenix and by 32 to Utah to start the year. Neither 
team looks great to start the year. Like, that's a terrible sign. Luke Walton, it's like he's trying to put structure around, like, on this team. And it's like, no. That, like, they need to just be able to kind of run and shoot threes. Like, you need to play, like, the Pelicans or, like, how the Kings played last year. And I, it's like Luke Walton. And, and maybe it's just the fact that he's a new coach, but it looks like he's trying to do too much with this team. And it's like, these guys are just good. Just let them go be good and then improve where they are, not set up a whole new thing. Maybe long-term it's good for, like, De'Aaron Fox to get more half-court reps and all, but, like, I'd rather let him go get 15 points a game in transition and then try and tap on an extra eight in the half-court, like, rather than just do all 20 points in the half-court. Yeah, and I think that's a thing. Like, this roster is so improved from last year. And you feel like the Kings should be a serious playoff contender this year. I think I had them as a fringe playoff team, maybe even yeah. in the playoffs, if I remember right. But like, man, you gotta get you gotta get out in space. It's not like your roster is better than everyone else either. Like it's improved, but it's not like you look at it and think, oh man, these guys can win 35, 40 games and really be uh, an elite team in one specific area. Yeah. And you're right. They just got to get out and run and be good and transition where they were so good last year and let De'Aaron Fox just do his thing. Yeah. And, like, this schedule does not, like, get easy. I mean, you play in the West. Like, you have the Nuggets. The Hornets, yes, the Hornets aren't good, but, like, they're not as bad as everyone thought they would be. Right. Either. And you've got the Raptors. you got the Hawks. you got the Trailblazers. you got the Lakers. you got the Celtics. you got the Suns again. you got the Nets. Like... Uh, oh, I missed the Knicks in there. You got the Knicks in there once. So, so you like, have one win. Like, you could literally be one in ten. Yeah. Like, very, very real. And maybe you could say, like, that's expected because all those teams are just actually better than them. But at the same time, like, how deflating is that considering where you were? Um, I just don't know if Luke Wallen's really the guy to handle this right now. Yeah. Maybe there's something to be said about continuity and hmm. keeping Dave Yeager on your coaching staff. Yeah, but. trying to work out the relationship issues with, with him and management. Because he was a good coach for them. I don't know if he's a great coach, but he's a good coach for that team. Next team, and we'll go ahead and hit it on him. Um, Phoenix Suns. This team looks like they should win at least 30 games this year. Which is crazy. We had them pegged for like 10 to 15 wins. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, we would have been surprised more if they got to like 20. And I... I this team just looks good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's, I think, attributed to Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been good to start the year. There's the Aiton bit now. Like, he looked good in his game, and now he's suspended for 25 for this diuretic thing, um, <laughs> which I know they're appealing it, but, like, I don't think it's going to get bumped down by much if it even does get bumped down. Yeah. I mean, like, the... The thing is, like, you kind of hope Aiton, as a Suns fan, you'd hope Aiton would be out there for those 25 games because he could make a difference in a couple of them. Um, but, like, if Booker's playing the way he played last night against the Clippers, yeah. it might not just matter. And that's the thing, like, Monty Williams, and this is, again, some, sometimes in the NBA, like, coaching does really matter. A lot of times mm. it is to players making plays, like, you can be told what to do, but at the end of the day, can you execute the pick and roll, whatever it is? Can you hit the shots? In this case, like with the Suns, like, yes, Booker is good. Like, they've got some nice pieces around him. Um, I'm a Kelly Oubre guy. But at the end of the day, like, Monty Williams has really changed how this team approaches a game. They're much faster. They're, like, willing to let Dario Sarge take threes and just be like, we, we're just confident. 
I just appreciate like the swagger they're playing with. And maybe they don't get to 30 because Aiton is going to be out for some um, period of time. But at the same time, like you can scrape by with Aaron Baines, Frank Kaminsky, and maybe you lose 17 of those 25 games and go 8-17, and 17, which is, I mean, it's not good. But I, if you told me Aiton was out for 25 games, I would say they're going like 4-21. and 21. Right. So like... You know, like it, they may actually help you get a few extra games in there. Again, trajectory of the Suns, I didn't expect a lot this year. I'm not saying by any means they're a good team, but they are better than we expected. And and shout out to them. Um, that's impressive. Kevin Kevin, o- Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer last night tweeted, bright and present Suns. Yeah. He, he's been on their bandwagon calling bright and future Suns, but now they're apparently in the present. Okay, well... Whoa. Whoa there. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Thunder. Woo! So, I said you need to dump Terrence Ferguson. Inversely of this, Hamu Diallo just needs to play more minutes. I just, I think, because I just assume the Thunder are going to make a Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, Danilo Gallinari trade at some point. One of those guys, multiple of those guys, whatever. Just try and attach Terrence Ferguson and, like, make a team thing like, ooh, we're getting Terrence Ferguson. Like, attach, like, a first-round pick in the deal for Ferguson, essentially, then. Because um, I'm just not a Ferguson guy. I'm just straight up not. I've seen this now for, like, three years and to start the year, and he looks the exact same as he always does. And, yes, he's a really good athlete. Yes, he's a pretty good defender on ball. Um, he's still really slight. He can't shoot. And I, I feel like... As whoa, much whoa, as he I was three or, f- three or four today from three. Ex- okay. <laughs> as, as much as I want to like Terrence Ferguson, I, I haven't seen him get better in three years now. So I'm just going to say I'm off the bandwagon um, there. Not that I was ever really on it. But, um, yeah, just attach him and get an extra, an extra asset or, like, something, like, a, just swap young players or, or whatever um, and make another team feel good about it. But, yeah, I mean – Everyone was hitting shots today for the Thunder, so... Yeah, Diallo, like, straight up is... Like, that dude is, I think, going to be good. And he needs to be getting more minutes. And Ferguson's eating a lot of those minutes right now. Because they're starting Shea and Chris Paul. So, like, yeah, there's not a lot of backcourt minutes in the first place. And then, yeah, Ferguson's taking them. And Schroeder's taking them. Then, like, there's there's no room for Diallo. Like a fourth of this roster's guards, like straight up, yeah. like what's happening right now? I, yeah, I mean, the CP3 SGA thing has been really fun so far this season. Yeah. Surprisingly, it, yeah, no, it's been cool. Honestly, um, I don't think it lasts, but it's been cool so far. Um, Jazz again, a little rocky to start. Maybe you <laughs> righted the ship with that Kings game the other day, but uh, you need to make a trade, and I think it needs to include Joe Ingles. You for, I forget that he's like thirty four. He's old. Um, the as a if I were a Jazz fan, I would be nervous that Bogdanovich means this much to this team. Like Mike Conley hasn't looked good. Yeah, like at all. But Donovan, the Don, the Don. He's been so good. <laughs> Spider, yeah, he's been really good. And it the crazy thing, like we talked about it a little bit when we were watching the Jazz Lakers game the other night, it doesn't feel like much has changed on this Jazz team. Like it's still Donovan Mitchell and just a bunch of other guys. Yeah. Um, so that's the, my thing is like, I, I mean, I, I like Joe Ingles. 
like just as a basketball player, I'd want him on my team. Yeah. But he just uh, is he just doesn't seem to be what this team needs right now. And I feel like you can get value back for him. Like your point guard play, like Conley's it's going to get better. Like it's not gonna be this bad. Um and Moutier's been like sneaky good. So like you and then uh you still have Dante Exum. So yeah. like um I know he's always injured, but when he is there, um you like your ball handling then seems fine, especially Donovan Mitchell's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot anyway. And part of Joe Ingles' appeal is he can ball handle for you. And I just don't think they're gonna need that as much this year. Um I, I would rather get a better off-ball player, better defender in there. Um, I mean, just kind of the 3 and D, rather than a ball-handling, kind of run-the-offense guy in Joe Ingles. Because there are guys who, or teams who will want that. And I feel like you can find one. And maybe the guy isn't as good of a basketball player as Joe Ingles that you trade for, but it might actually be more what this team needs. Yeah, I think uh, a couple of teams come to mind. Number one is the Lakers. It feels like they need some form of some form of wing shooting Ooh. still, and I don't see the Jazz making a deal with them. But that is the team that comes to mind yeah. for me. Yeah, like I get it though. Um, next team, Boston. Um, Your boys. This Jalen Brown deal is crap. <laughs> I. Got- <laughs> Yeah. I, I have a migraine now. Um, <laughs> just straight up, just like frustrated with Jalen Brown. What are we doing? Like the, like the what, reports were like we were like Boston was like in the eighty, maybe ninety million dollar like range, and all of a sudden the deal comes out. He's it's like one ten or something like ridiculous like that, and there's no like team options or whatever. And so it's like, man, that's a lot of money. Like, why are we doing this now? Yeah, it, it feels like, I mean, it's tough. Like, Jalen Brown has shown flashes. He's been really good at times. Um, but it never felt like it has come together yet. Some of it has that has to do with the ki- team chemistry last year and the whole Kyrie thing. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot. I don't know. I, so I'm going to be opposite of you of this. On this, I I like the deal. I think he's gonna be still a good player. Um, I like 110s a lot, though. You are right there. Um, it feels like as Boston, you would want it to be closer to 100 rather than that 110, and save that 10 million dollars somewhere else. And I guess my my bigger thing is this team is already really small. It feels kind of redundant. Him smart. Kemba, Tatum, Hayward, like that. You just, I feel like we have five guys who kind of do the same ish thing. And yeah. so why are we paying one of them a hundred million dollars when we're already paying another one a hundred million dollars? Oh, wait, no, another two hundred million dollars. And one of them is about to get paid a hundred million dollars. Doesn't that feel like it's signaling that like maybe Hayward's time in Boston is coming to a close? So that was my other one I was going to write down was trade Hayward while his value is good now. Yeah, it, he kind of looks back. He looks good. He his ability to get the rim. He had like a like a dunk that could have that should have gone in, um, and it just like rimmed out. But it looked good. Like he made a move and got to the rim against the Knicks. And yeah, um, no, he he was averaging like five drives to the basket per game last year, and this year it's like fifteen or something yeah. like ridiculous like that. Like nineteen in the Philly game, which considering Philly size and the defensive vacuum of that team, like. That's really impressive. And, like, he did well with it, too. Um, and his playmaking out of it. I, I like Hayward. I would honestly rather 
go a lineup of Kimba, Tatum, Hayward as like my one, two, three, but then then Brown. Um, but at the same time, like I could I could see that for this team, um, especially Hayward's a little easier to trade this year because of the salary. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like I I, I like Jason Tatum now. Like or uh, I like Jason Tatum and I like Gordon Hayward now. So yeah. like I don't know. It just feels a little bit redundant. I don't feel like I mean I don't know this of course, but man, could we have done like a straight up like Jalen Brown, Demonis Motis trade with with Indiana and just been like, Hey, let's do this and what what side says no to that? Yeah, I mean, that feels like a good wing pairing for Indiana. Like, it feels like a win. You get another wing. And it's a wing type they like. Yeah. Replaces Bogdanovich. You don't have to rely on TJ Warren. <laughs> right? Like, come on. Let's be honest here. And then for Boston, like, you finally get that big. You need... Um, Sabonis wants to start at the four. We can start him at the four with Time Lord at the five. And then two minutes into the game, take Time Lord out and move Sabonis to the five where he belongs and then like we're good yeah but you know that's just like why i guess why do the deal as much as anything like make him go earn it this year because last year it you're right it was probably an impossible situation with Kyrie, but this year it's like no go just go get it go right. go get the bag right. Jalen brown and um i'm just disappointed that we didn't make him maybe it's an act of you know just good faith but i'm not in the business of that <laughs> um wizards don't try to tank you're gonna you're gonna tank in any way yeah but don't try to tank and it be competitive and tank. try and be competitive and tank you'll still only win 20 games um and then you can get like better value for like davis bertans when you go to trade him and stuff um because dude dude's good yeah that it's another thing overreaction Another overreaction I just had pop in my head. Rui Hachimura is not as bad as we thought he would be on the NBA you floor. No, he's not. Um, long term, I still very much have concerns. Um, what is he going to be in this league? Thick dad young. But, um, <laughs> but you know, like for this team, what it is this year, he's fine. Yeah. yeah that's fine. I, I mean, like Bradley Beal extended. You, he's still tradable. Like yeah. he still can ask for a trade. It's not like that's yeah, gonna go season. with go away. So. Um, but yeah, don't try to tank. Be competitive. I, I think that's probably the best overreaction for the Wizards that there is. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna be bad, but just don't try to be like ten wins bad. Um, <laughs> Dallas, go trade for a shooter. Um, just more spacing around Luca. Oh my gosh! You this, don't need 15 point guards on your roster. This team is so much fun. And man, it is though. With Kristaps like looking just really good to start the year, and then Luca's just—he got better. He's better. His, his, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but his ability to take contact and finish at the rim is just on another level. Like it's—it's it's so good. Look at another wing who is kind of similar in stature, or not in stature, in same age range. And Jason Tatum. Tatum doesn't finish at the rim nearly as well with contact. Um, that's probably one of my biggest like knocks on Tatum. Yeah. Um, but oh, it, it's Lu- completely valid. Luca is just incredible around the rim. His pick and roll ability, his instincts are so good. And now that step back three becomes like even more lethal because yeah. teams like have to respect the drive and 
then he can just like, oh, you went under? Here you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just going to be filthy. Go trade for a shooter, though. What you kind of want Tim Hardaway Jr. to be or yeah. what you want Courtney Lee or Seth Curry to be. Because between Jalen Brunson and DeLon Wright, you can get away with that as your point guard because Luka's going to handle the ball a lot anyway. Um, so, yeah, you don't need all these guards. Go go make a deal and get a, a true shooter for this team. Um, I, I really like that for, for the Mavericks this year. Maybe make that playoff push um, mm-hmm. with that then. Yeah. Uh, Knicks. Um, release Frank Nielakita and just let him start over, please. Sure this is not an indictment on Frank. This is an indictment on the Knicks. Like, yeah, I mean, like, the guy played what like you said five minutes the other like the other day like nick fans were like chanting for him to get in the game Jeez. like and he had a great summer um playing international ball for france like he looked really really good now does he need a start for this team probably not like alfred payton is still probably the better point guard right now for this team but he needs to be playing like 20 minutes a game at um, least and Maybe you just want to straight up split the point guard minutes, like 20 for Peyton, 20 for uh, Frank, and then RJ's just the RJ Barrett's the other eight to 10 minutes a game as the point guard. Sure. But like, I just, I guess I don't get why Frank is in the doghouse. Like, he came in the other day, he made a couple mistakes. Like, don't get me wrong, he for sure did. But then he got put on the bench for the rest of the game. So it took him forever to get in the game, let him in the game. He made two bad plays. And then you took him out for the rest of the game. Like, what are, you're not good. Like, you're just not good. And, like, you, you, you're you already, like, crapping on this kid's confidence again this year. Yeah, it feels like Frank just needs a new, fresh start. And, like, we're kind of seeing that with Markel Fultz. Like, just getting a fresh start for a player, like, sometimes is just the answer. Yeah. And it feels like the Knicks and Frank just need to part, part ways at this point. It does. It for sure does. Um Man, I was you just brought up Markel and you know I'm like, what team would want a Frank Nilakita? Orlando. <laughs> DJ are you seeing for Frank Nilakita? Uh, Who says no? <laughs> God. <laughs> I think I just Ooh. I think I just broke Matt. <laughs> Alright, we gotta move on. Um I can't do this. <laughs> uh, um we need like a commercial break right here or something. Um, Sponsor us. (laughs) Uh, All right, Spurs. Trade DeMar to a desperate team. Um, Could be the Knicks for all I care. Um, Yeah, trade DeMar. Um, I'm not going to get too much more on the the Spurs. Just trade DeMar. Um, Grizzlies, stand firm. Don't go selling off yet. Just kind of almost same as the Wizards. Like, you're just going to be bad. So just kind of like give John Morant, like, some stability and just go with it. Jonas is going to get dunked on this year. Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to get some chance to make some plays. Oh, man. He is so much fun. Like, yeah. Um, give Grayson Allen a chance. Like, I don't know. Just throw, throw these guys out there consistently. Just see what happens. Let them build a little continuity. See if it, if uh, you can get your young guys some uh, some valuable game reps. And uh, just kind of be more on that path this year than a complete sell-off. Uh, Miami Heat, hold on to Goran Dragic. This dude is good. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's that old adage we keep on saying on this podcast? Play dudes who don't suck and good things will happen. And uh, Goran Dragic 
does not suck. <laughs> Doesn't suck. You, he may be upset with you based off how that offseason went with the potential trade, not trade with um, Dallas. Dallas. But, like, even if he doesn't start, this dude's, like, just a really good basketball player who you will still play him 25 minutes a game. And he he's already won them one game this year. And he's really been helpful in the, uh, the other game. So, like... I, I really like Justice Winslow. I said he was my MIP this year, mm. but it doesn't mean you don't need a, a really good competent uh, guard who can come in off the bench and run the team for 25 minutes and even be out there with Winslow too. So there you go. You're grinning at me, and I don't know if it's still about the uh, tragic uh, for Nick. DJ Augustine who says no. Stop it. Stop it. Um, uh, Timberwolves. You won't appreciate this one. Um, K-A-T for MVP. I, uh, yeah. I mean, like, this guy, I watched some of the Timberwolves game. I forgot who they were playing, but he was all over the place. He had a, a block that just embarrassed. I, for, I should have ended the dude's career. I forgot who it was. <laughs> but he came weak side and just obliterated this play. It was awesome. They were playing the Nets. That's uh, who it was. Yeah, and the, that opener um, when Kyrie almost won the game for them. Uh, Anti-clutch. Yeah. Um, but man, the Timberwolves, I don't, I still don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but at the same time, I love that Ryan Saunders is just like, we're throwing the playbook out the window and we're giving the ball to Carl Anthony Towns and we're just going to let him do whatever he wants right now, which is go for like 37, 20 and eight. It's amazing. <laughs> Put the ball in your best player's hands and good things will happen. Yeah. We've been shouting this about the T-Wolves for a year and a half now and it's finally happening. Uh, I think I had Andrew Wiggins as most improved player and that does not, that campaign has not started it off not well, uh, but cat looks slimmer. Like, he looks better. He, does. he He looks like he's in better shape. And it, it looks like um, Saunders over the offseason is like, look, dude, we're going to need you to do everything. So, like, get ready. And he did. Yeah. It looks like he went and got ready. Um, that's why he's putting up, like, 35-plus and, like, 14-plus rebounds so far in their two games. Um, they uh, they have a game uh, today with the Heat, and I don't think Jimmy Butler is going to play, though because of the the birth of his daughter but man i'd really love to see um carl anthony towns go up there against jimmy butler and with like the third string and, and win the game and then just start yelling profanities back at jimmy butler like that's just like something i want to see and unfortunately we won't see it tonight um but he's on a different level this year yeah we talk about luca's improvement we need to talk about carl anthony towns then most improved player and mvp in one season could it happen I don't know if that's allowed. Probably not. But it feels like this dude is just taking a massive, massive step. Also, side note on the T-Wolves, Jarrett Culver looks really good in an NBA uniform, and he's (laughs) going to be really good for them. I like Jarrett Culver a lot. Um, Yeah, because right now the Timberwolves, they're not winning with Andrew Wiggins. They're winning in spite of Andrew (laughs) Wiggins. And so, like, that's why I would rather have a Koji Culver out there. And again, Covington at the four, Cat at the five, and just say, like, just let it run. Man, that that defensive lineup, what you just listed, is scary. Because Cat doesn't really have to play the pick and roll, like, super uh, and, aggressively. And they brought over um, David Vanderpool, who was, like, Portland, Terry Stotts' right-hand man, and brought over that defense that we were talking about with Whiteside and Nurkic. They're doing the same thing this year now, where it's like, Cat, you don't have to switch. 
you just have to be like this good drop coverage guy and like contest jumpers and contest shots at the rim. Just kind of play center field. Yeah. Like and, a safety. Essentially. And he's been great at it so far in two games. Um, so yeah, I'm all here for Crown Anthony Towns for MVP. Um, we'll just go and hit on the nets. Um, you need to get the ball in Karras' hands more, or else Kyrie's going to wreck this team the same way he wrecked Boston. <laughs> it feels like I love that everyone was flipping out over Kyrie's 50-point game, and it was like, hold on, you lost yeah, the... Yeah, because he wouldn't pass the ball. <laughs> you lost to the T-Wolves still. Like, it's not like... I, it just feels like the Nets are a worse version of what Boston was last year. Like, they're, yeah. I don't think they're as talented. Jarrett Allen and DeAndre Jordan... That mixture is not. I don't. They, they don't, don't have it. They just. Here's the bottom line. They don't have an Al Horford. Right. They don't yeah. have that guy. They have a Tatum and like Lavert. They they have Dinwiddie. They've got a couple other nice pieces, and those are kind of like the Marcus Smarts of the world, um, the Gordon Haywards of the world. But like they don't have an Al Horford on this team. Right. And you just you just need that type of guy. Not necessarily even a center or a big man. You just need that type of guy. And I think Karras could elevate to that level. Um, but if Kyrie's not going to give him the ball, then just straight up, like, it just won't happen. And uh, and then, yeah, they'll kind of have that same wing redundancy that Boston had last year and still kind of has this year, but slightly better ironed, ironed out. Um, so, yeah, it's just, like, I just don't think this is going to be as smooth as we all want it to be. Even if Kyrie's having big um, stat nights, they might still lose quite a few games, um, more than people expect. Yeah, it feels like this is more a 500 team than it is a like positive win team like over 500 win team all granted all of this being said all of this changes when kevin durant comes back next year um but for this year a slightly different story um clippers in terms of playoffs this is a team to beat yeah i mean straight up even without paul george this is the scariest team in the league yeah like just the fact like they can get in under your skin uh Kawhi can just be super clutch and Still the classic Lou Will, Montrose Harrell pick and roll. Oh my God. Still works. <laughs> no one knows how to stop it still. Um, it's like, inc- that's just so awesome to me. It, it's incredible. Like Montrose Harrell is, looks like, he looks like one of the best big men in the league. Like he can switch out on pick and rolls. Yeah. He can, he was like guarding LeBron the other day um, as a center, which is really impressive when they were playing the Lakers. Yeah, they're the same size. Um, <laughs> I love Montrose Harrell. Yeah, no, he's just really fun. Um, that team is just really fun. Um, Shamit's coming off the bench, which is probably be- for the best. Um, Lou Will's now like the backup point guard, which I-, I enjoy for this team. And yeah, when they're on, like this team is different, let alone when Paul George comes back. Like, this is going to be ridiculous. Bringing Mo Harkless was smart. They just have a bunch of good players. They just made all like these like not dumb decisions. Like it's crazy. Like it sounds stupid to say that, but like they made a whole bunch of good decisions, and yeah. now they have a really competent team. Yeah, with with stars. With stars, um, yeah. Lakers, Kuz will be so much better this year that you don't need to go make a big trade. That's that's kind of my thing. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I mean that's that's a good point. Other hot, other overreaction. Can we stop with the freaking post ups with Anthony Davis on this team? I I think I'm just in the mindset of let's just get Anthony Davis as much the ball as much as we can, uh, and just trust that good things are going to happen out of that. So I, I don't mind it, 
but you're right it's a little little bit too much especially if he's playing the four <laughs> now oh if he's the five i don't mind it as much because no one can come double because then you're leaving a shooter um or a supposed shooter and then uh, <laughs> if only all the listeners could see the eye roll um on that um and so like that's that's the thing like i think that's this team's best lineups is when the front court um is lebron coos ad i mean that's straight up gonna have to be their closing lineup and then yeah. uh danny green at the two and then i guess whoever you want to roll out eventually rajon rondo i guess at whoever's the playing the best at the moment at the at the one the I, that fifth starter spot we'll just call it that rather than the point guard spot um because it could be avery bradley could in in theory pkcp um <laughs> or, or troy daniels or, or whomever rondo um queen queen cook um just whoever happens to be on that night i wouldn't totally be shocked if it's queen cook but um so like, yeah that's just like coos will be good so don't like panic like this is gonna be a really good team um let's just see what happens when he comes back because i think it, it'll be fine i think that i kind of downplayed the lakers to start the season and i think this is a better team than what i originally thought Pop. I mean, I guess, yeah, you had lower expectations. Lower. But I still don't know if it's a championship team. Even with Cruz yes. and Cruz playing yeah. well. So. Um, Warriors, we'll go ahead and hit on them. Um, Lost Cal 14. <laughs> um, this team does not belong in the playoffs. As is, this team is not a playoff team. Like, just... And, like, we, I went back and listened to, like, our uh, episode 51, um, which is, like, our, our preseason um, pod. And, uh, and we gave, like, our predictions for, like who were going to make the playoffs and, and win all the awards and stuff. And uh, we both said, like, the Warriors are just going to get in just because. Like, they'll, it'll be, like, the probably, like, the 7, 8, maybe the 6, maybe if Clay comes back a little earlier, the 5. But, like, they'll they'll find a way in there. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's <laughs> Straight not, up, nah. That's not happening. Like, they're so bad defensively. And it's, like, the basic stuff they've been good at in the pick and roll. Like, they, they, today, like they just don't know where to be. They literally, like, Shea Gilgis Alexander just, like, essentially tore them apart and was able to get to the rim at will. And that's not, that was one of their, like, pillars of this Warriors run was good defense, and they yeah. just don't have that anymore. No. And then something else we noted um, at the time during the draft, all offseason, was their depth is crap yeah. like just straight up they don't have a bench and um out of like after their starters there's maybe like three guys on their bench who like deserve to be on an nba roster and <laughs> but those guys plus other guys have to just play like real minutes for this team right and uh it, it doesn't look good just yeah it, it, they don't belong on the nba court yeah so um i don't i don't know how you get around that besides free agency trades but free agency's passed you're gonna have to wait for these buyout guys Iguodala not not coming back, can't come back. Like, I don't know how you get this team better. Just because what trade assets do you have? <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and like you kind of need D'Angelo Russell at this point. That's something else I was gonna say is like they, yeah, they just need him. And because uh, like Steph anything. Steph Curry can't literally like he at the the way it stands, even if you get rid of D'Angelo Russell, he has to do it all on the perimeter himself. Like, Draymond can't shoot. No. Like, is there another dude on that roster who can shoot as competent as they ha had in the last couple years? Well, I mean, when you're 
when you're considering that was Clay and KD, then definitely not. No. But like even like they don't even it doesn't seem like they have a Quinn Cook level guy right. on this team. And like that's concerning. Um I know Alec Burks, he's a banged up right now, but like he's always banged up. You can't trust him to be there. <laughs> this like, is uh, saying like Alec Burks is the hinge that your team yeah, <laughs> is like, not a great sign. <laughs> yeah, like Glenn Robinson the third is like starting for this team. It's like this dude was like barely cracking the rotation in Detroit. Like <laughs> Yeah. On a bad Detroit team. So, like, that just tells you where this team is. And it's it's not a good team. It's got a couple guys at the top. And they really need to be bumped down to, like, the Dallas, New Orleans, Sacramento category. Like, firmly. Yeah, at this point. And I think the thing that stands out about the Warriors is that over their run, where they, they were so good on defense, but also, like, pairing with that, they were an elite transition team. They can't get stops, and therefore they can't get out in transition. Yeah, like that's it. It goes hand in hand, and they don't have that guy Andre Iguodala to run breaks anymore. Like he was the reason they were go. so good. He was able to get handle outlet and get the ball to Steph or Clay or whoever. Granted, you don't have Clay, but like you still have yeah. Steph. Amazing what an outlet and kick ahead can do in basketball. Just straight yeah. up, like it like, gets get you twenty easy points a game. And the Warriors look like they could use an extra easy 20-point game. Because um, well, nothing's easy right now on yeah. offense for them. I mean, maybe they can ask for like a handicap. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Give us like a 10-point yeah. cushion, please. Uh, well, they're starting every game down 10. It's right. Like, they're literally down like 11-0 to start the game like every single time. Um, so, yeah, there, there's some real issues there. Houston, you need Russell Westbrook. I don't think they needed Chris Paul, but he was really, really useful for them when he played for the Rockets. You need Russell Westbrook. He brings a whole bunch. He brings a whole different level of athleticism to this team that is going to make a difference for Houston at some point. And his ability to hustle and just like this team's down five, like the crowd's out of it. We need like a rebound. And a- and a score really quick. His ability to get a rebound, go to the other end, and get a bucket quickly is what Houston has needed for a long time. Yeah. Because there's nothing quick about Chris Paul anymore. <laughs> no. He, he wasn't able to get around like Eric Pascal today. Yeah. Like, it, it did not look good. So, uh, that's why I think, like, Russell Westbrook... Now, yes, the shooting might end up being an issue, mm. but the... In, fusion of life that he he's bringing to this team is exactly what they need um rejuvenate them at in their push for a championship with james harden still as the number one guy um and so far that duo is going okay magic keep markel fultz on the bench there's there's a lot of overreactions and hype about him and i get it but keep him on the bench do not rush this so your overreaction to everyone's overreaction is keep him on the bench yes i like it man he if he keeps playing this way, it's going to be hard to keep him on the bench because DJ Augustine might not be the full-time solution there. But, man, he, I hope he kind of finds it here in Orlando. I hope, not that I want injuries, but like just like DJ Augustine misses like six games in a row and they just have to start faults and like it kind of works. Yeah. But like not to a huge degree, but enough to be like, okay, no, this is real. Let's keep this going. We'll put Augustine back in the starting line when he comes back. But th- this is real, and we can build towards this. And and I think next year is the year the Magic take that bigger step that a lot of people want them to. Um, but this year, temper those expectations a little bit because that's what got out of hand in Philly. Let's not let that happen again. Um, keeping it down in uh, 
that southeast part of the country, Atlanta. Um, Trey Young is an all-star. Man, uh, he's been so good to start the year. What uh, the, Last year's draft might be one of the better drafts we've had in a while. Just the fact that with Luka and Trey, and then you still get into like Aiton and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Bagley, like... Man, these top five picks were incredible. Yeah, they're going to turn out to be really good. And this might be that, like, what was uh, Wade Mello? Oh, It, it kind of might be an 3 where I, I kind of hope this happens. We get uh, Luca Trey Young, uh, NBA Finals at one point in, a co- in multiple years because I think that would be really fun to watch. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. This, you can tell Atlanta, they're young still, but th- this is real. Trey Young is something else he he took again sometimes sophomores don't always take that step he has taken a step um if we recognize the De'Aaron Fox one last year we need to recognize this one this year um get him in the all-star game (laughs) Charlotte um they're still bad for sure but they're not terrible your boy PJ Washington I don't know I you know I crapped on on a little bit like I didn't love the pick there you Um, crapped on the pick you like PJ I like PJ Washington um I thought it was bad Considering they knew like they weren't keeping Kimba, right? Um, that was my issue. But like, yeah, PJ Washington. Like again, he improved from year one to year two at Kentucky. He started stretching the floor a little bit, and in game one, he went and hit like seven threes. <laughs> now, like that's not going to happen every night at all, right? But like, he definitely looked like he belonged um, in the NBA. And honestly, for this team, like he might just need to be a starter um, for Charlotte. I, I would really like that. Um, kind of a, a two, three, four of Monk, Bridges, Washington. And to say, like, we're, we're just going to roll with it. And, you know, again, you're not looking for wins this year, but you're looking for development. I think this this team can be on a better trajectory than I thought they would be on, um, for sure. This doesn't feel like a 10-year crap fest that no. we th- originally thought it could be. Next um, two, two years are still going to be really bad. Yeah. But maybe by, like, year three or four, like, they're kind of pushing for the playoffs again. Yeah, and kind of get some more picks in those years and mm-hmm. are able to just kind of uh, restock with assets. And, and with this draft players. lottery system, you don't have to be the worst team to get the number one. You right. just have to be, like, kind of bad. And that's <laughs> that's where they are. They're still kind of bad. but Competitive like, but bad. Yeah. Um, so who knows? They could luck out in that lottery also. Um, Chicago, there is no leadership on this team. No leadership <laughs> council. Where did it go? Um, yeah, I don't know what, what needs to happen there. But, um, like, no one can just say, like, give me the ball. This crap's not happening. We're not going to lose this game. Like, they lost to the Hornets by one. Like, that that's exactly it, though. Like, someone just needs to take the ball, Zach Levine, somebody, and just be like, I'm going to get us a bucket right here because that's what this team needs. I'm going to do it efficiently. Um, there's no one who can do that. Right now, Markinen had some good moments. Uh, Wendell's had some good moments. Levine's had a couple of nice games. But, like, it just, nothing's come together. Um, I still believe in this team as, like, an eight or nine in the East. But... Something needs to happen. Like, they need some sort of veteran leadership. And it's awkward that they've started the leadership council, that they brought in Thad Young, they brought in Otto Porter, and yet this is still an issue because I think it's bigger than just the five players on a basketball court with this franchise. Hashtag reestablish leadership council. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Toronto, um, Pascal Siakam is a top five power forward in the NBA. Over Overreaction? Pascal Siakam's the best power forward in the NBA. <laughs> um, man, he he's good. Like again, he got better. You don't always see this off of a team that like wins the championship. Like yes, like they're still competitive and all, but like players don't usually like get better. It's 
but like Pascal has just, and I, I was impressed. Like, I still don't know if he can really be a number one on like yep. a championship team, but like, he's kind of solidifying himself as like, he could be a number two on a championship team, which Man, he, he's been now, yeah. but it wasn't for like all year. But like, I think now he's to the point of like all year he could be the number two guy on a championship team. He can do it all now. He like can shoot. He's extremely dangerous with the ball in his hands and transition off the off a of pick and roll, like going to the rim. He's as scary as any forward yeah. in the NBA at this point. Uh, I forget who. Uh, I think it was like Chris Webber or someone like that compared him to Giannis on ring night, which was. A little, a little rich for my blood in that comparison, but I, I, Siakam's just so good. He can shoot. He can do it all. Defend. He's one of the best defenders in the league, straight up. Like he, what he was playing on Drew Holiday yeah. the other night. Like he's just a multi-positional defender. And a, a lot of people say that about a lot of different players, but it's tr- absolutely yeah. true about Siakam. Yeah, uh, I, I love his game. I love it, and I think. If he just continues to take those steps as a half court offensive player, like to me, that's what gets him to that more like number one, two conversation more. And I guess it also depends on how who you qualify as a power forward, who wants to be qualified as a power forward anymore. Um, I'm not putting LeBron James but, in the power forward you know, category, FYI, for my okay. over overreaction. Okay. <laughs> I'm just want to make sure. Um, Pelicans, more Brandon Ingram, please. Oh like, man. This dude's good. Like this, <laughs> this dude's straight up good, and this Pelicans team is straight up good. They haven't won a game yet, but like legit, they should. They are a playoff I mean, team in my you, eyes. They've played Toronto and Dallas. Like those are those are tough games. They uh, played Houston or, too. Oh yeah, and Houston. So like, you know, again, tough matchups start the year. I wouldn't expect them to win any of them, even with Zion. Really. Um, so like, yeah, there is that little bit of issue, but at the same time, like. They've been competitive in all of them. They lost to uh, the Raptors by eight on ring night in Toronto. Like, that that's a tough one. I mean, they were in that game, went to overtime. Um, they lost to the Mavericks by seven. Again, Luca though, was just... Too much. Too much. And then they only lost to the Rockets by three, like, in Houston. Yeah, I think with Zion, they probably win two of those three games. They Yeah, like, I wouldn't have expected them to, but they probably would have yeah. won two of them with Zion. So, like, again, um, I'm really liking... They have, like, the Warriors coming up. Um, so, like, there's a win. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like... Again, I just think Brandon Ingram's just really good at basketball. He looks better. This whole Lakers AD trade, um, all the guys they got look like they love Alvin Gentry's system. Um, I was over here watching the the Mavericks game with you, and we were like, this looks like, like a high school AAU team just outlet, outlet, running the ball, and just jacking threes. Well, like there was one like transition where the Dallas made a bucket. Everyone was kind of lax for Dallas getting back, and like I forgot who it was. Like Derek Favors caught a lob at the rim with like twenty two seconds left on the shot clock. It's like what just happened? I know, and I love it though. Um, that's just how the team's gonna play. Brandon Ingram's gonna get a lot of easy buckets. Um, the offense is running through him a lot. Really good corner three this yeah, year so far. It looks a lot better. Um, I just really like his game, and even when Zion comes back, I still want to see Brandon Ingram getting all the touches. Um, I know Zion's going to command a lot. I know that, um, but you you can't take the ball out of this guy's hands too much. That pick and roll is going to be fun. Oh yeah, like if you go under that screen now and um, overly help on Zion rolling, 
I'm confident Brandon Ingram's just going to hit a three. Pull up and hit yeah. a three. One question about the Pelicans. I'm going to prolong this Pelicans talk because they're my favorite team so far to watch this year. Why aren't you playing Jackson Hayes? You took him with the 10th pick, and he's, like, buried on the bench for some reason. Eighth pick. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, but, yeah. Um, well, part of it is they, they found this guy, um, Nicolo Melli, um, who's been playing overseas. He's, like, a stretch four or five. Really good so oh, far. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely loved what I've got out of him. They just... I think they know Jackson Hayes is a product, project, and they know he probably shouldn't be playing in a ton of games or at least very real minutes. And all of those games that we've talked about were very real minutes um, required. And he's just not ready for that yet. Um, so I think that's part of the reason I'm missing him quite a bit in this golden state game. Um, so I think if, uh, cause I don't think New Orleans has a G league affiliate. They need one because yeah. Jackson Hayes would be the perfect guy to go play some G League ball just to get more reps in. He just right. he literally just doesn't have a lot of basketball reps. Um, so that's that's kind of my thing there. Um, and I think I said it a couple episodes ago with the Pelicans. Like, we like their draft, but I would have honestly been cool if you switched Nikola Alexander-Walker from the 17th pick to the 8th pick and moved Hayes back to the 17th pick. Like, they're all on the same team, and the only thing that's really changes is the fact that Jackson Hayes gets paid a little more than right. NAW, but like, I don't know. I'm not really in my mind considering Jackson Hayes to be a top ten pick. He's he's a he's a lottery ish pick. Um, yes, you probably want to see him a little more, but this team's just really good and deep. So like, you don't need to. That's true. They they do have depth. I wonder how long Derek Favors lasts on this team um, with Jackson Hayes and sitting on the bench there. I think Derek Favors is good, though. I think he's good, too. I just, I don't know. At what point does the franchise be like, we need to play this other guy? Yeah. And Derek Favors is like, okay, then get me out of here. Right. I, I see that. I get that. Especially if the the record is not quite what we want. But, again, we talked about that. This team may not win many more games than they won last year, which was like 32 or 33. So I could see them eventually saying, we're going to play Hayes more, Favors, and then get him out of there. Um, I could see that. Detroit, um, bench Reggie Jackson. I know he's kind of in and out with injuries right now, but bench Reggie Jackson for Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a substantially better basketball player than <laughs> Reggie Jackson. That's not even – I don't even think, again, this is one of those just facts. Like, it it's just, just straight it just up facts. what it is. And, like, let's just accept it. Let's just say – I just need Detroit to be humble enough to say we were wrong about Reggie Jackson. We brought in Derrick Rose. We're just going to play Derrick Rose. And let's face it, the crowd likes Derrick Rose more than they like Reggie Jackson. They so, should. He's yeah. a former MVP. He's yeah. like one of the, like he should be, you should be, as a Detroit fan, you should be excited about having Derrick Rose on your team. And and they are. And he's, it's not just that I don't like Reggie Jackson. It's that Derrick Rose is. I, I don't like Reggie Jackson. <laughs> but it's that Derrick Rose is also playing really, really good. Yeah. Like he went for 30 the other day. Right. Like, let's just say like, this guy just needs to be on the court. And um, I know Blake Griffin's still battling with injuries, but man, this Griffin Rose pick and roll, as soon as it's a thing. It's going to be really cool to see. Um, I'm just excited for that. Bucks, um, who is your clutch player? Because I'm still not sure. Um, I know Giannis saved you the other day. Um, you still lost the game, I think, though, in overtime. But, like, he saved you in terms of getting to overtime. Um, yeah, I think this ultimately just still goes back to the Eric Bledsoe thing. I don't like it. Um, Over Overreaction. Uh, you should have paid not paid Chris Middleton. Yeah. He um, looks has not looked good 
since, I don't know, the playoffs last year. And it's concerning. It really should be concerning as a Bucks fan now. Yep. Um, yeah, I feel like if you pulled 100 Bucks fans right now and said, who would you rather have on this team, Malcolm Brogdon or Chris Middleton? I feel like probably 70% would say Brogdon, and I'd say that's the right choice. Because um, I feel like Brogdon shows up in big moments. And Middleton, unless it's the Celtics, Middleton does not show up. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at with them. They're still going to be a great team. But at the end of the day, I need a bucket getter. Yeah. And until that Giannis three is a little more consistent, like they're not. it doesn't seem like the Bucks are going to rely on him as much as they probably should. Um, speaking of the Pacers and uh, Brogdon and all, um, I'm not sure if extending Sabonis was the right thing to do. In fact, I'm just going to say it was the wrong thing to do. Yeah, I mean, like, it's this weird... Uh, they drafted a center in your you guy, Goga. Yeah, like with the 18th pick. And then they extend Sabonis, and now they have this th- three bigs who need to play. Yeah, after extending Turner, or re-signing Turner on a big deal the year before. Right, and it just feels like this team was like, man, we can't... Like, just give up any of these guys. It feels like they're locked into these guys for whatever reason. I would have traded Sabonis. I like Sabonis, but again... Just because you like a guy doesn't mean you can't trade him, though. Right. Like, you got to get some... Like, you can flip him. Like, you got him for... You got rid of Paul George. Like, that's what you wanted. Yeah. Like, you you got him at a Sabonis and Oladipo. You can flip Sabonis for something else. Like... Yeah. You could get Jalen Brown. Like, Jalen Brown's a good player. Then yeah. you have Brogdon, Oladipo, Brown. Like, that's a solid yeah. lineup. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like there are more options for this team. And, again, they need some wing help, especially yeah. with Oladipo out. They need some wing help. Um, I feel like they could have got that. I just – and it makes the losing Dad Young look really bad then in the yeah. offseason. Like, he just fits more with what they're going for. And then um, last – I would say last but not least, but – least um cleveland <laughs> uh trade everyone except darius garland just straight up um darius garland is a better basketball player than colin sexton Ooh. Um, that's not debatable <laughs> um, although sexton has developed i will give colin sexton credit like he has gotten better especially from the first half of last year to the second half and uh I, i've been okay with what i've seen out of him this year but i can like this is just not going to work garland and sexton long term sell it off Kevin Loves looked nice. Sell it off while he's still healthy. Tristan Thompson hit a three the other day. Finally I mean, turning like, into a stretch. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> again, just send him out. Um, get picks. Get young guys back, and just continue to build with Garland. And then, I mean, I know they drafted a couple other guys like Kevin Porter Jr., Dylan Windler. You can keep those guys, but like, just really go full full tank. As many young players and picks as you can, and uh, just go with it. Embrace the tank. Yeah, truly. Just do it. That's all the overreactions. That's all 30 teams, Ryan. Ooh, that was a lot. It was a lot of fun, though. Uh, I'm excited to continue watching basketball this week because it's not going anywhere until nope. June. And I am just just excited about it. Uh, next week, we will be back with episode 54. Uh, we'll probably do more of our typical type of show with news and stuff like that. The year really hasn't gotten going yet. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a coach firing by then (laughs) i'm sure we'll have some twitter drama that's going to be spectacular as well yeah love it 
Um, but we will see you back for episode 54. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter and rate us on your favorite uh, podcast service. Um, we will see you back for episode 54. Yeah.